Williams. I'm Liz Benversi, Agriculture Educator for Brown County UW Extension. And today we're going to begin the series on fall manure application by discussing nutrient management plans, how to comply with them, and why it's important both for your farm and the environment. With me today on the panel are Carrie Laboski, Soil Fertility and Nutrient Management Specialist for UW-Madison and UW-Extension, and George Kep, Agriculture Agent for Columbia County UW-Extension. Carrie and George, what should farmers know about nutrient management plans? Well, Liz, one of the first things that farmers need to do uh, as they develop a nutrient management plan is to develop a soil conservation plan. And this is primarily to address concentrated flow channels to prevent gully erosion, making sure we don't have gullies, real erosion, any other type of actual visible soil erosion that we can find out there. To do that, typically you will use crop rotations, residue management, and tillage systems to help keep that soil loss less than what we call T, or the amount of soil identified as tolerable soil loss. Um, to do that, those items are all uh, actually taken into consideration and embedded in the SNAP Plus Nutrient Management Computer Program that was developed by UW-Madison. Another aspect, uh, Liz, as well, is to uh, use your nutrients efficiently. And especially uh, in the current economic times uh, with low crop prices, uh, we really need to get the most bang for our buck uh, when it comes to nutrients. And manure is an excellent nutrient source that we need to uh, use uh, the most wisely that we can do so uh, and take credit for the amount of nutrients that we're applying and not lose them. And that will help reduce our fertilizer bill in the future. And to keep everything on the, in the right direction, we want to minimize those nutrient losses, particularly to the atmosphere, to surface water, and to groundwater. Our public uh, partners are all concerned about that. And so uh, we want to remind everybody that for every pound of soil uh, that, that is lost, we lose nutrients and dollars are lost from the individual farm. And remember, for every pound of soil that's lost, not only is it nutrients, but it's soil that can't be replaced. It takes a long time to create soil uh, to get that good topsoil. Uh, so there is uh, kind of irreplaceable damage that is done as well. Now, along with this, uh, when we start thinking about, you know, uh, nutrients and our nutrient management plans, a good way to, to think about it is the four R's of nutrient stewardship. Uh, that's a a program that's been uh, put out by the fertilizer industry the past few years, and it's actually a great way to think about uh, nutrient stewardship. And the four R's uh, are the right uh, place, the right time, the right rate, and the right source of nutrients. We'll go into those in more detail. Um, and we have, George and I have a, an extra plus one uh, for these four R's. Uh, so we have a fifth, and it's called the right data. And so before we can even really get into the four R's about managing our nutrients well, we really need to think about having the right data to use to develop a nutrient management plan. So some key pieces that we need to have are good soil test data. Uh, and uh, good data would be uh, samples that have been collected uh, within the last four years, so they're relatively current. Uh, the fields have been sampled to a uniform depth uh, and ideally uh, sampling at the same time of year. Either in the fall or the spring is fine, but try to sample consistently within season. And we use that soil test data to help determine the crop nutrient needs. The soil test phosphorus levels are used uh, to determine the P index uh, and the amount of uh, 
total amount of phosphorus that may be applied to a field from manure. Uh, so those are key pieces of information. Some other uh, right data that we need to have is our uh, soil series and map unit information for our farms. Um, not all soils are the same across the state and certainly not even in a single farm or even in a field. Uh, so having quality information uh, on our soil series and map units. And then the last piece, uh, but certainly not uh, probably the last one, but the one that we're going to talk about today is manure analysis. Uh, we need to have good information about our manure, uh, and getting a manure sample and analysis is a, a great way to determine how much nutrients are actually available to us from that source. The next right that we're concerned about is the right place. We want to put that manure in a location that it will stay there and be ready for crop use uh, the next cropping cycle that we're in. So one of the things we want to do really is to familiarize ourselves with a, a restriction map. And you should be able to see one here and know that there is, are an awful lot of markings on there. But very quickly, once you study it a little bit, you can identify where slopes are, are greater than 12% or anything that's less than 12%, we can apply some manure to. Uh, but some other areas we need to really, really be careful and stay away from. Uh, follow those spreading restriction maps and setbacks, especially waterways. We don't want to put manure where it's likely to be washed off and, and into surface water or down into groundwater areas. We need to stay 200 feet from wells, sinkholes, fractured bedrock, or tile inlets. Uh, we want to stay at least 300 feet from perennial streams and 1,000 feet from lakes and ponds. Uh, one way that can help us a little bit too though is to try and incorporate that manure within 72 hours especially if you're in what we call a swicma or a soil and water quality management area now moving on to the right time of nutrient application ideally the best time to apply nutrients is right before the crop's going to use them uh, so that would typically mean uh, sometime in uh, anywhere from may through early july uh, but when we've got manure pits to empty, uh, we need to be doing some of that in the fall. Uh, so when we're thinking about fall application of manure, uh, we need to consider things uh, like soil moisture and rainfall. And so there's the manure advisory risk system that's been developed by uh, Department of Ag Trade and Consumer Protection. Uh, that can help you decide whether it's too wet right now uh, to make uh, applications safely without losing that uh, manure. Uh, so the best place to apply manure obviously would be lower moisture soils, but the rain that we've been having recently, uh, that might be hard to do that. Uh, also applying uh, before the ground is frozen would be key. Uh, and typically when we're thinking about um, nitrogen management, uh, 50 degree soil temperature has always been uh, considered a rule of thumb. If you could wait to apply uh, manure until the soil temps are less than 50 degrees, uh, that really helps slow down the conversion of um, organic nitrogen into ammonium and then ammonium forms of N into nitrate. Nitrate's the form that can be lost. So uh, the cooler the soil it is, the, the better it is uh, for retaining the nitrogen and, um, and keeping it uh, for the crop next year rather than uh, losing it this fall. And ideally, we do want to try to avoid frozen and snow-covered soils. Uh, although that's not always possible, uh, we understand, but that's where you get back to your spreading restrictions maps and, and thinking about 
where where should you be applying now when you can get in the fields uh, versus if you have to uh, make applications to uh, frozen or snow covered soils uh, for example if you're a daily haul uh, prioritizing which fields to go to now versus which ones you can get at later now and the other aspect with this too is the right rate and knowing how much you can apply is really important uh, so you need to think about uh, what are the nutrient needs of your crop. That's why we have soil test data to help us with that. Uh, look at your, your nutrient source. If you have a dairy manure, you have a manure analysis. Uh, you know that if you apply a certain amount, uh, a certain rate, you're going to have a certain amount of nutrients. And so you really want to match uh, the amount of nutrient applied with a manure to the crop need. And you don't want to exceed crop need. You can certainly go less than crop need and then come back with some fertilizer in the spring if necessary. Uh, so you do want to consider your soil test phosphorus levels and the, the p-index. Uh, now the p-index that's calculated as within the SNAP plus nutrient management program and that will help determine the maximum rate of manure that can be applied from a phosphorus based standpoint um, and then you want to just double check that that type of rate uh, does not exceed the nitrogen need of the next year's crop. Typically if you uh, are limiting based on phosphorus needs you're not going to exceed the uh, crops nitrogen need uh, and you certainly don't want to over apply in so you need to kind of balance both of those out That's right Carrie and finally we come to the right source So this is considering whether we have solid manure liquid manure Is it from a swine facility a beef operation a dairy farm? Poultry manure or even some farmers do apply commercial fertilizer and, and those same rules would apply for commercial fertilizer as well but we really need to know and understand as Carrie said, what are the nutrient needs of our crop that we're going to be growing? And then try to match those up with the types of manure that are available to us. I know some farmers don't have a lot of choice. They've got a all dairy manure. So that's what they're going to use. But it is so important that they know what are the N, P, and K levels of the product that they're putting out on the landscape so that they can calculate how many gallons is the proper amount to be applied if it's in a liquid form or how many tons of that uh, solid type manure should be going out onto the landscape. So we need to understand the right source, what are our crop needs, and what source do we have, and how can we match those up the best. So really all in all, in summary, we've got three major parts that we need to do for our nutrient management plan. The first part is develop and follow that soil conservation plan, because as Carrie said earlier, if you lose your soil, you lose your crop growing potential. Yes, and when you're thinking about developing and following a nutrient management plan, uh, consider the four R's of nutrient stewardship plus one. So remember, it's the right rate, the right source, the right time, the right place, and starting it all off with the right data. And you can visit the Nutrient and Pest Management Program's website, that's the UW Nutrient and Pest Management Program, uh, for more information like the Nutrient Management Fast Facts, uh, Manure Application Record Book, and some other materials like that to help get you started. And finally, manage those on-farm sources of nutrients, usually manure, as an asset to improve the farm's bottom line. Thank you, Carrie and George, for being on the panel today.